Welcome back, everyone. <laughs> I always feel we're saying that kind of shit. Especially because we've been talking already. <laughs> I know. All right. Welcome back, everyone, to Spooky State of Mind. Oh, yeah. This is <laughs> this is Spooky State of Mind. I'm Alex. I'm Jasmine. And today we're going to be covering a, or we're going to be doing a potpourri episode. So it's a free for all, whatever spooky topic we want to talk about. Well, how was your week? It was okay. Yeah. <laughs> Anything <laughs> eventful happen? Um, no, but it's really funny because I was editing our last episode and we were basically telling people to don't leave your house, like not to leave your house. And that was me. <laughs> I didn't leave. And I was like, oh, I followed our own advice. You're so obedient. <laughs> I'm not going to get haunted. I'm not getting haunted. I promise. <laughs> Nobody's following you home, girl. Nope. And it was funny because I was thinking <laughs> back to when I was at the pool and someone asked me, they're like, oh, like, have you checked out this? Have you checked out this? Like this other thing? Because we just moved to the area. And I was like, no, no, I really don't leave the house much. And someone else was like, oh, did you join this group that I mentioned? And I'm like, no. And they're like, oh, someone's becoming a hermit. And I'm like, no, someone's already a hermit. Yeah, it's it's a lot easier to do that when you move um, somewhere that you don't know. So, look, that's fine and dandy. But if I hear you say you don't have friends, let it be known that this is because of you and not everybody else. Oh, no, <laughs> I know. I 100% know. <laughs> I mean, I did leave the house this week because I had a, an appointment. Oh, yeah, I had a prenatal appointment. Oh. Yeah, nothing exciting. You left because you had to, not because you made up like a, oh, I'm going to go get a massage or I'm going to go do this. You left because you had to. That doesn't count. It counts. I left the house. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> no. Like, I swear I'm going to be diagnosed with agoraphobia. Like, I already oh have God. anxiety and social anxiety and depression i'm like let's add agoraphobia to that list because i don't want to leave the house my goodness i did leave the house today for a few hours i went and i got lunch at i just went to panera and i just took my laptop and i was just editing there because i just needed oh that's nice and that's that's like the perfect place to go yeah and i just i needed somewhere to work that i wasn't gonna have to worry about a, a baby so gary stayed home and he was he was with uh with quinn and I mean, we're in a college town, so there's obviously a lot of college kids. And there was these girls that walked in and they were making a really big deal about getting table with outlets, which I totally get. Totally get. I got a table with an outlet, but I know that going to Panera, there's going to be noise. I know that. That does not bother me. But they set up with their laptops and everything. And then they weren't studying. They were just gossiping. And I'm just oh like, come God. on. You're taking up someone's outlet, ladies. I'm just like, come on. If you were just friends having lunch, it would not bother me. Yeah. But you made such a big deal about studying and getting this all done. And honestly, I don't know why it bothered me. It shouldn't bother me. It did not <laughs> affect me whatsoever. But I was just there like, <laughs> hmm. And it reminded me about something. It's, it was something I saw on TikTok. And it was like someone being like, do you ever get annoyed with? And I'm like, yes. Yes. <laughs> you didn't even hear what it said. And you're like, no. I agree. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yes, I get annoyed. I get annoyed very easily. I know. That's okay. It's what makes you, you. Yeah, but like, I don't know. That's probably why I don't leave my house either. Oh, that's okay. I'm such a homebody. Nothing wrong with that. I mean, and even now with, you know, the other little one on the way, I'm sure it gives less reason to want to, or more reason to want to leave. 
so um so oh i got my lab results back and yeah i'm pretty anemic so that explains i'm so tired all the time so it just yeah. makes sense why i'd never want to do anything either because i have no energy to do things get your supplements girl yeah i already ordered them they should be coming in tomorrow and i think monday okay hopefully that helps I want Hopefully. nothing but success for your, you and your labor. Thank you. What about you, Jasmine? Did you have a good week? <laughs> <laughs> what about I'm you, Jasmine? Kidding. Did you have a good week? Uh, honestly, nothing happened, I don't think. If something happened, I don't remember. I mean, besides um, today, just sadly, we had to go put our cat down, so that was not fun. Um, he was just really sick, and you, it gets to the point where it's like, it it's animal cruelty to not go and you know put them to rest so we had to make that decision um but other than that nothing i don't think anything much happened yeah but that's a really big one just like i was saying earlier it's really hard i've never had to put a pet down but i think about my dogs and i've cried thinking about it so i can't you know imagine i can't imagine actually being there and being in that situation so it's my heart just go out to you and your your siblings and because that's rough that's really hard yeah you know me i'm not a big animal person i make that very clear i like other people's animals which is funny because i have a dog i mean he he has everything he needs it's not like i treat him like crap or anything but i'm he yeah (laughs) it's funny because i'm like i don't like you but here i am buying him clothes and toys and the best food that I can afford for him and uh, I want to get him a little pool and just all of these things so people are always like are you sure you don't love him I'm like well I love him like that's my dog but I I don't think our personalities uh, match very well he gets a lot better he gets along better with my fiance than with me so I don't think your dog likes you (laughs) (laughs) I don't think so either but that's fine as long as as long as he likes one of us I'm okay with that. So, but yeah, I've never been the type to, I know some people are like, oh, animals are family. I'm just like, yeah, but they're animals. Like, that's me. I sound, maybe I sound harsh. I try not to. Like, I I get it. You know, I'm I'm considerate of other people's opinions and feelings. But for me, I'm just like, well, he's a dog. Yes, I love him. And yeah, he's a part of the family. But at the end of the day, he's also a dog. (laughs) I'm pretty sure that that's how my sister is, too. With how my sister yeah. and my mom are. And I'm over here. I'm like, no, it's my dogs. And like, I would do anything for them. He's turning one. He's turning one in a couple of weeks. I'm going to get him a little cupcake or something. Like, just, yeah. it's cute, you know? Like, I, I want him to enjoy those things. I'll do it. But for me to be like, oh, this is my dog and I adore him. And he has to go with me everywhere. Like, no, if I could leave him at home, stay at home. <laughs> he also sheds a lot. So that doesn't help. Girl, you're talking to like to me. Have you seen my dogs? Yeah. yeah, 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 exactly. Shed like crazy. German Shepherd, Doberman, Husky, and Australian cattle mix. There is hair yep. everywhere. And they're so active and rambunctious. So there is fur flying everywhere all the time. Yeah, yeah. We run the Roomba multiple times a day and we have to empty it out every time after because it's always full. <laughs> full oh my god yeah but you know if something was to happen to him it would make me sad so he does have a special place in my heart i'm just not crazy about him like other people might be about their pets 
Don't tell my cousin that. Sorry, girl. Her dogs are her babies. I know they are. She's like the one listener we have. I know. Well, in the text, we were texting. We had a group chat and she was like, I thought you didn't like him. And I was like, perhaps. (laughs) But he's not neglected. So that doesn't make me a bad dog owner. (laughs) You're like, I take care of him. Yeah. I spend time with him. I, I let him run around and stuff. But I just, I'm like, stay over there. I do everything everybody else does, minus the whole, ooh, my baby, and hug him. And, and I, I enjoy doing all those things for him. I don't feel obligated, like, everybody gets clothes for their dog. I'm going to do it, too. Like, no. I buy, I buy him clothes. I bought him a damn chain from Amazon one time. Oh, my God. Like, gold chain. <laughs> he was rocking it. Yeah, he ended up ripping it by accident, so I got to get another one. <laughs> we don't have jewelry or, like, accessories like that for my dogs. But I feel like they would just rip it off each other. Yeah. I almost bought him nail polish. <laughs> just because he's one of those cool dogs, you know? <laughs> but anyways, time to get down to business. To defeat the Huns. Oh my god, I was thinking about that. That was our karaoke song always. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, I've been wanting to go to karaoke, which is crazy for me to say. But I don't have you to go to karaoke with. You're the only I one know, I'd go with. I know. I need to make plans to go see you. But like, damn, I don't know why tickets over there are so expensive. Like, I have an app and I was looking and just to go like in a couple, in a few weeks, it was like a thousand dollars. I'm like, ooh. Because it's the holidays. It's the holidays right now. Uh, that too. That too. Well, well, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Yeah, I was thinking about doing karaoke because you know me, I'm always shy. I'm like, no, I can't do it. And then we get into Mulan and I'm just like, let's get down to business. All for it. Yep, yep. Oh, I miss having you here. Why don't you just come out here? To visit. Yeah, but it's a lot harder than that because of Jazz's business. It's just moving two hours away back home and starting here has been tough. So... I don't think he would be up for restarting in a whole different state so soon. So I don't know. We'll see. I mean, maybe. You never know. Life changes. I mean, my life completely changed in one year. Same. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So I guess we should just jump into it. Yeah. It's like, I feel like we've been saying, let's jump right into it. And it's like, we're those kids that go to the the diving board. And it's like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And then they climb back down. Yeah, we've been... um, talking for almost 15 minutes and haven't started so we might have to cut this (laughs) we probably only have like 30 seconds of material seriously oh my god but you know what it's okay we're gonna make it as interesting as possible we're gonna get off topic like always we're gonna go off on our tangents but we'll always come back to spooky Mm -hmm. maybe fingers crossed hopefully speaking of spooky i've never had any you know firsthand experience on that stuff so I don't really know. But have you ever had any first-hand experience with that stuff? Yes, ma'am. Yeah, so the... Let's to- talk about it. <laughs> yeah, so the topic I'm going to be covering right now is kind of every, like the house that I grew up in. It was haunted house. Even though I don't think it was haunted per se, I want to say it was spiritually active. I'll say spiritually, <laughs> spiritually active rather than haunted. Hey, editing Alex here. I just really quickly wanted to put in a trigger warning for this week's stories. My story will be dealing with infant loss, abortion, murder, and 
a lot of toxicity. If you are not comfortable listening to any of that or do not want to, please feel free to jump forward to Jasmine's story. Timestamps will be in the episode description and a quick trigger warning for Jasmine's story. Her story does deal with murder as well. So if you are not comfortable with listening to any of that, please feel free to exit out of this or go to a different episode. Down below in the episode description, there will be the trigger warnings again and timestamps so you can jump through both of our stories. All right, back to the episode. I don't have any notes on this one because I've told this story I don't know how many times. And I've had people be wide-eyed and be like, oh my God. And other people be like, well, I believe that you believe it. And I'm like, that's cool. I'm not telling you this to have you believe. It's just the house I grew up in, which I thought was totally normal. So in my house, my parents bought the house in the early 90s. When they were doing some landscaping, they found some bones and stuff. Just everything's taken care of. Don't worry about that. Like everything's good. Um, and it was from, I think, two previous owners. So not like the owners before us, but the ones before then. And... They found these bones and it was wrapped in like a silk cloth. And they're just like, all right, so we're just gonna figure out what to do with this. And we didn't know about that until probably about five and a half, six years ago. We didn't know about the bones, but I'm saying that as a preface to the story, because ever since I was little, I always thought it was like an active imagination, but I never felt comfortable at my house. Mm-hmm. I always thought, because, you know, if I was to tell my parents or anything like that, it's like, oh, no, it's because you're watching scary movies because you're doing this. Just pray. You'll be fine. And looking back, probably not. Probably saw things like what I saw and felt was probably very real because I feel like kids do have an ability to sense and see things. Yeah. Comes with a whole like innocence thing. I always felt really uneasy and talking with my sister, especially like now that we're older, we've talked about it and we experienced very similar things and just kind of seeing things from the corner of our eyes, hearing voices, hearing footsteps, stuff like that. And it's like, oh no, it just aren't in your imagination, you know? But it got really bad when my sister was pregnant with her oldest. So this is after like years and years of just having these feelings. Yeah, it was just, and it was my normal yeah yeah it was my normal and so my sister was pregnant with her oldest and we've always believed that a new spirit like a new soul generally sparks up some extra activity so the activity started getting a little more intense and when my sister found out that she was pregnant her and her husband had just moved back in with my parents and i was in my senior year of college and I came back after I graduated college. We all moved back home and it felt really uneasy when, so we ended up going to the priest because my dad's like, hey, you know what? I've never experienced anything. I've never felt anything. My dad's a skeptic for the most part. And he's like, but you know what? It wouldn't hurt to have a priest come and bless the house, especially with a new baby on the way. So it was during Mm -hmm. the summer that we had the priest come over and bless the house. We didn't tell the priest where we experienced anything. We just kind of told the priest, hey, we're feeling uneasy we think there's like some spiritual activity here we don't need like an exorcism or anything like that but just your blessing and to kind of cleanse the space because this priest had made it clear he believed in the supernatural and the paranormal and he even told us he's like yeah my sister has a third eye she can 
see things Mm -hmm. so he believes things and that kind of aligns with like my views as well just personally just really quick like i said before i grew Mm -hmm. up catholic a lot of that like like my own personal spirituality now it's just trying to find my i guess my own spirituality and things Mm -hmm. but if you believe in miracles or i guess like from my perspective if you believe in miracles why can't you believe in some other entities as well if you believe in angels why can't you believe in this other stuff and i've always been like that i feel the same way as you I feel like they all kind of go hand in yeah, hand. Yeah, you can't have one without the other. Like there is mm-hmm, exactly. a cosmic balance. Um, he went around the house, blessing different parts of the house. And then we just like all got into like a prayer circle and started. He started like saying like a prayer and to like ward off the spirits and cleanse the space. When that happened, I felt like a weight lifted off my shoulder. My sister heard footsteps going away. Like if you're walking down a hallway and someone's walking further away and you know, they get quieter and quieter, that's what she heard. So everyone just kind of felt something. Uh And then afterwards we just talked with the priest and he was telling us about how his experience, what he thought about the house. And he's like, hey, I sense the most energy from this bedroom and this area of the house. We hadn't told him like specifics or where we were feeling the energy. Yeah, meaning he walked through the house and blessed every area. And so he experienced himself uh-huh. the energy in the in the home. Yes, and he confirmed there was a lot of energy and spiritual activity in the house. Not all of it was bad. There was a mixture of good and bad. And the bad came from a specific room. It's really funny that he said that word. Not funny, haha. <laughs> I forgot how it goes. Otherwise, I would have. It was fin- really funny. There you go. Not funny, haha. Funny, weird. Funny, weird. Yeah. That he would say that it was in that room because growing up, we always had people renting rooms in the house, and the lady who had previously rented that room. I really liked her. My parents liked her. She had two daughters, and they were really nice. We had absolutely no beef with them. And she got along great with my mom. She was divorced or separated. And her husband lived somewhere else in the city. And she would help out around the house a lot. Really great. She ended up killing her husband. Whoa, wait a minute. She started- I've been on you for how long? You have never mentioned this before. I've never told you this story? Never. Oh, It's, yeah. it's like she was like, I'm gonna save this story for one day when we have a podcast. I could just bring it up on her. No! Oh my God, continue. She was having some sort of like breakdown. She was having an affair with her boss. He got her pregnant and she ended up having an abortion and he, he didn't leave his wife. So him not leaving, her having marital problems. Obviously that's gonna create a lot of stress on someone. Yeah. And she was obsessed with dieting and losing weight so then she started taking these random pills to help her lose weight they were illegal here yeah they were illegal here so she was like buying them black market so obviously that's gonna really affect someone's mental health yeah your mind yeah so i don't know i don't know if it was just mental health or if there was any paranormal activity associated with that i don't know and i won't say because not my place to say the point is she called her husband up one time to talk about some things and they were on the street and they were fighting or arguing and she shot him yeah and she killed him she came back to our house called the cops and turned herself in wow and i remember coming home from church and 
seeing all these cop cars on our lawn everywhere. They were just had the house surrounded. They didn't want to let my dad through, but he's like, I live here. This is my house. And I remember my mom carrying me and me asking, why are there all these police here? And her saying, oh, her kids didn't have a seatbelt on. So the cops are here so the kids can wear their seatbelts. And I was like, oh, okay. She's like, I'm gonna make a two in one. I'm gonna teach you a lesson too. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my God. She gave you an excuse that she knew you would understand that warranted, I guess, police activity. Yeah. And it wasn't until a few years later when I was older that I actually found out what happened. And I was like, oh, okay. That makes more sense. That makes more (laughs) sense. Oh my God. The room that she was in, that's the room that always kind of just felt really heavy. And that's the room where the priest felt a lot of bad juju. So yeah, that's. I'm assuming that's where all that bad energy came from. All the negativity that was associated with her and all the trauma that she had was kind of just lingering there. Yeah. I remember I told the story to someone and they're like, I thought you lived in the nice part of town. Very true. Yeah. I mean, you do, but these things happen in nice parts They happen parts everywhere. Too. Yeah. Anyways, um, where were we? I'm so sorry. Bad energy in the home. Yeah, so the bad energy associated with her. That's how we explained all that bad energy. We're like, that's probably it. Yeah, probably just everything going on with her. It it manifested like that negative energy kind of just festered in that area. Yeah. Which can happen. I mean, our energies and our aura is pretty powerful. If, If it wasn't, there wouldn't be such things as the paranormal. Yeah, I feel like energy attracts energy. Yes. So you have that negative negative energy. It's going to attract more negativity, mm-hmm. possibly spirits or activity with malintentions. So that takes care of that. And then the priest said that he felt some kind of like an, just a spiritual presence. I was just kind of there and it was really strong down the hall, like right by my siblings room. Mm-hmm. And this is when we found out about the bones. <laughs> It was kind of like a spirit there. And my dad was like, oh, yeah, that's where we found the bones. And we're just like, what? What bones? (laughs) And he's like, oh, well, when we first moved into the house back in the early 90s, we found some bones there while we were just doing some landscaping because we have they planted a lemon tree back there. And we're just like, what? And he's like, yeah, they they were small bones and they were wrapped in like a silk scarf and it wasn't the previous owners it was the owners before then so that they were able you know figure that out and we're just like what he's like yeah we told your mom that they were dog bones so she wouldn't worry but no they were human bones yeah oh my gosh and i'm so surprised like i've never heard this story before you've never heard this one <laughs> like, either? oh my god no i have like i've heard it but i'm still like oh my god like i'm eating it up you know <laughs> yeah and i mean they had just bought the house so it's it was so interesting easy to explain why someone's there checking things out you know why they're checking out the land in that area and just telling my mom and my aunt because my dad and my uncle bought the house together They're like, oh, yeah, they're just checking out the house. Just repairs, just general things, fixing the house. Mm -hmm. And so how did they dispose of them? I don't know. This was before my time. I don't know. I didn't ask questions because I was too flabbergasted. And it's not like you can track down those owners because if they were adults when they got rid of that house and when was your house built? Maybe in the. Is it like in the 50s and the 20s or... Our house is in the 50s. Like they might... 
Yeah, so they might not be around anymore. I mean, the 50s was 70 years ago, so. And from what I understood, there was no record of a missing child. Yeah. So it was probably someone like had early delivery or their baby died like in a home birth or something like that. Because they were small, small, small. That wouldn't make sense. And there was no record of a missing child from that time. So we do know that. Don't know how they were disposed of. I didn't ask, but we're like, what What kid was this? They're like, there was no record of a missing child. They don't know. Yeah. And with my dad telling us that story, it just kind of reaffirmed things that we had experienced. Yeah. Because the bathroom that's there, because, you know, the end of the hallway that's to the left of the bathroom, always were really uneasy that there was always something there. There was always someone watching you. And there was this one time where my brother-in-law's sister came over to the house and... She's very in tune. She can definitely see and like hear things. And mind you, we had never told her any of this. We didn't tell because we didn't know this was before the priest came. It's not really something you mention either. Like, oh, welcome to my home. It's haunted. It's haunted. (laughs) There's spirits here. (laughs) She went to the bathroom and she told my brother-in-law, she was like, hey, I don't know how to tell you this, but there's a baby on the floor just looking at the door, like a baby on their tummy looking towards the door. Oh my God. Looking towards where their bones would have been. Mm -hmm. So now we always have the joke that the spirit of the dead baby. Yeah. Yeah, that's the dead baby. It's we feel like that spirit got stronger once my sister was pregnant Mm -hmm. because, you know, energy attracts energy and there's new energy. There's new life. Yeah. Specifically in that hallway, like my brother-in-law knew exactly what she was talking about knew exactly where in the hall it was because my brother-in-law was like that's where i feel uneasy because even in the middle of the night when he would get up to use the bathroom it's always easier to use that bathroom than the half bath that's through the kitchen that you have to go all the yeah. way through and he would always go to that one instead yeah because I would he too. felt uncomfortable <laughs> yeah he just felt uneasy this was before the priest and we had no idea that all of us thought these things and had these similar experiences until after the priest came and we're like, oh, I thought that was just in my head. And then I'm pretty sure my grandma has come to visit us too. So that's basically the story about like the dead baby and the the activity. The priest said those were like the two most prominent spirits. There was a lot of bad juju and bad energy in one room and then kind of like a benign spirit, but a very large presence. We just assume because it had been there for a very long time. Because, yeah, that was in 2017 when the priest came and my parents bought the house in the early 90s. Yeah, that was like the bulk of it. So then the priest told us, you know, just just ignore it. You know, energy is all around us. The spirits are all around us. If you interact with it more, they'll come more. They'll come and they'll attach themselves to you. So, you know, just ignore it because my sister had made the comment of she's heard people say her name. And it's one of those things. You hear someone say your name. No, they did it. Like if you're out in the woods and someone calls your name. No, they did not Yep. You thought you saw something. Never respond to it. He suggested to take that approach with the spirits in the house. And we're pretty sure that my grandma came because my sister had this very vivid dream when she was pregnant with her oldest. And she also had the very similar dream when she was pregnant with her second one. We're pretty sure it was my grandma coming and visiting and saying, everything's gonna be okay, you're fine. Because you know, when you're pregnant, it's you're really worried 
all the time. Or at least my sister and I are really worried all the time. Are we going to be good parents? Is my baby going to be healthy? Can I provide for this baby the best life that they deserve? Girl, sometimes I wonder that and I don't even have kids. (laughs) Like one day if I become a parent, can I do all these things? So those are valid things to worry about. Anyways, um, and my sister would always say that she would smell my grandma. And my grandma has a very distinct smell. Or she had a very distinct smell. Mm -hmm. She smelled like ranch and cigarettes. As grandmas do. (laughs) Not not ranch dressing. No, like rancho. Like a rancho, like a ranch. Yes. Rancho. (laughs) I always have to tell people Like, my grandma really liked salads. Ranch was her favorite dressing. (laughs) No, like a rancho. Yep. Yeah. So she smelled like ranch and cigarettes. She was a smoker her entire life. And my grandma passed away when I was 14. The last time I had seen her, I was 12. It was their 50th wedding anniversary. My grandparents' 50th wedding anniversary. And before then, my grandma was really sick. So I have memories of her. But not Hold a on. lot. Did you say your parents' 50th anniversary when you my were 12? Oh, my grandparents. Okay. Sorry. No, it's okay. That my makes more sense. Yeah, so I had plenty of memories from my grandma, but not too many. Not like a lot. Yeah. And so when my sister would describe the smell, I'd be like, no, I really don't remember it. I don't remember what grandma would smell like. And so my sister would constantly smell my grandma and smell roses and also smell like frankincense and myrrh, like the the incense during the holidays when they light them in church. Yeah. And we told the priest that and because I never smelled my grandma, but I did smell like the candles, like when they blow out the candles in church or when the priest goes and he has like the oils of like the frankincense and the myrrh. I would smell that. I still occasionally do when I'm at my parents' house. It smells absolutely beautiful. Mm -hmm. So I remember that and I never smelled my grandma until I was pregnant. I was very pregnant and I was bouncing on the yoga ball, on our yoga ball, trying to get this girl, not out of me because it wasn't time, but I was just trying to get her in position. Mm-hmm. And out of nowhere, I take this big breath and I'm like, grandma, it smelled like my grandma. I didn't even know that I remembered that smell. It was straight up ranch and cigarettes. Oh my God, I'm getting chills. <laughs> and I told Gary, oh I was God. like, do you smell that? And he's like, yeah, it smells so smoky. And I'm over here trying to say, no, it's not my grandma. I can't be. And but it just out of nowhere flooded our living room. And I was like, can you go outside? Can you see like my neighbors don't smoke cigarettes. My neighbors smoke pot. I know the smell. Like I know it's a very distinct smell. (laughs) I can tell the difference. (laughs) Yes, I can tell the difference. And it didn't smell like a bonfire. It didn't smell like a fire pit. It smelled like cigarettes with ranch and Gary smelled it and he would go outside and he's like it doesn't really smell that much outside so it was just in our room and I'm like you know what I'm gonna call my dad I need my dad to come and see if he smells he can smell it he can smell it because what is going on what's is something burning I'm trying to find logic and trying to reason what this smell is yeah the back of my mind I'm like it's my grandma I crossed the threshold from our living room to like the dining room dining room like my parents living room and the smell is gone. It is absolutely gone. It doesn't smell like anything. It smells like their house. I call my dad. I go to his room. I call him and I was like, hey, can you come smell this? And he's like, I don't smell anything as soon as he walked out of his room. But as soon as he walked into our living room, he's like, what is that? It smells smoky. And I was like, dad, this smells like grandma. And he's like, yeah, it does. Was that his mom or your mom's mom? His mom. 
Oh, wow. Okay. His mom. That was one of the first times that my dad was like, holy smokes. Oh, I'm getting chills just thinking about it. It's just, I felt like my grandma came to tell me, you're okay. Yeah. You're going to be okay. You're going to be fine. And my grandma was a saint. <laughs> she had. She knew your worries. She knew both your worries and Becky's worries. And she came to visit you. My grandma had 10 kids, nine survived. And the first five were boys. Wow. Very rambunctious, crazy boys. She had patience like no other. She was patient and kind and understanding. My grandpa ruled with an iron fist and my grandma would step in and be like, well, say, calm down. It's fine. Calm down. You know, back in that time, it was parenting was very different. Yep. But she was like the OG gentle parent. Yeah. (laughs) She was very understanding, a great mother and very patient with them. It was really nice. Like that feeling, like I can't even explain it. How warm and amazing that felt. And I just felt like I'm going to be okay. It's going to be okay. I don't know how to be a mom, but I'll figure it out. And so I like to think that it's my house that's spiritually active. I don't know if it's my house, if it's my family. I don't know. Or if it's just all around us and we're just, and I'm just now tuning into it because recently within the last few years, I've tried to become more open. So that's the story of the dead baby and the kind of, I guess, like the spirits, like the big energy in my house. There's a lot more stories and a lot more little stories and smaller encounters and things like that. I'll probably end up talking about them throughout the length of the podcast, but these were the biggest ones. And even though the priest came and blessed the house, I feel like when I got pregnant, you know, activity started picking up again. Then I had that experience with my grandma and then it just kind of slowly started to settle, but still there was a lot more activity there. I'm going to say that it was because I was pregnant. It just was a lot of new energy. That makes sense. I remember you, when all that happened, um, You told me about it and I think that was when you ended up telling me about pretty much all of that. When you mentioned the the priest. Yeah, minus the lady who killed her husband. I can't believe I never (laughs) told you that story. Yeah, you just mentioned like the baby and and you asked me like, you were like, have you ever felt like any energy in my home? And I was like, no. And you were like any specific area. And I was like, no, I think the only place and it could be because I really feel something or it could be because I'm facing that direction is the doorway the space in between the doorway into that hallway and the bathroom because they aligned like if you pass that if you pass that doorway and keep going straight the bathroom's right there you know so Mm -hmm. i was like maybe there but the way your parents living room is set up it's like a u and then the Uh tv obviously like like a lot of people have so the the small couch two-seater one is facing like the doorway so i was like it could either be because i sat there and it's just in my view but i mean here at my parents house the doorway is behind us but even then i've never felt like uneasy i'll turn around and i don't really it doesn't catch my attention but at your place it always caught my attention and i I would kind of be like don't look there because what if you see something like you know is is it because i don't obviously i don't live here is it because but i'm comfortable in your house like i could walk into your walk up to your fridge and take whatever i want so that was the only thing and that's when you ended up telling me oh well you know this happened and I was just like whoa that's crazy but other than that I never felt anything else around there just that area which I guess would be the baby's designated area yeah um 
so maybe that but it never felt like bad you know I'm just like if I see something I don't know how I'm gonna react but I did find myself like I would be drawn to looking there often and I just have to tell myself don't look like I don't know but it wasn't to the point where I had to mention it like you know obviously I never said anything because I just thought maybe I'm just being paranoid it could be that or it could be that I really did feel a presence so I'm gonna say but it lines up with yours because what are the coincidences or what's yeah. the qu- what are the chances that where yeah. you felt something, you're like, I'm probably just overreacting. I'm just being paranoid. What are the chances that you had those thoughts in that specific area where everyone else feels the same? Yep. Yeah. So that's why I'm like, okay, it's not. I'm not a skeptic or anything. I personally have never experienced anything like that. I don't know how I would react if I did, but I believe everybody else when they say that they have. Well, it's also, I don't think experiencing something has to be something huge. No, not at all. I don't think it needs to be something like the experience I had with my grandma. Yeah. I don't think it needs to be to that level or seeing something. I think a lot of it can be smaller things Mm -hmm. that we just write off. Like, oh no, it can't be this. It has to be this. No, yeah. Um, I agree with you, you know. Going back to the lady that rented there, I, I didn't even know you had that a lady was living there with her two daughters. But I do believe that those, like, all, you know, all stress and all of that can manifest something in a home. Like you said, it doesn't have to be something big, but it could definitely overpower us in, and make us do things that we don't even realize, you know. That's why they say things like, get out of the house, go do something, go on a vacation, go have a weekend to yourself so you can gain some clarity. Because I do believe that negative energy can stick around. I know for me, I was looking up of this house. And again, trigger warning, it is talking about uh, murders, weapons, and um, people dying and all that. Or a specific person dying. A house in, okay, is it Boise, Idaho? Boise, Idaho? Okay, that's how I've always said it, but I wasn't sure. (laughs) Boise, Idaho, they have a murder house, they call it. Or what they like to call it too is the Chop Chop House. It seems to be kind of a popular story, but the house is still there and you can drive by it and you can see it. It looks just like old and beat up. You know, it's been unkempt. Um, Nobody's really, I guess, done anything to it. It doesn't look like a big old abandoned house that you could see in a scary movie, I guess. But that house is the same idea. Um, Somebody was murdered there and anyone that's lived there after that um, has never, except for maybe a couple of people, has never experienced anything but they do say that they feel negative energy throughout the house. So back in um, 1987, it was three friends. Daniel Rogers, who was 37, Darren Cox, 31, and Preston Murr, being the baby of the group, 21. Um, They were all hanging out. It was nighttime and they were all um, hanging out and all of a sudden they started to get into an altercation nobody knows what happened i read somewhere that it had something to do with one of them had had their gun stolen i i don't know it didn't really make sense to me but something happened that they had an altercation one of the two shot preston murr so the baby of the group the 21 year old they shot him in the shoulder they were hanging out at daniel rogers house they were in his basement so he's the oldest one and they shot him in the shoulder because of this fight that they had so Murr he decides you know I'm getting the hell out of here I'm not gonna 
stick around and see what the hell's gonna happen to me. So he manages to escape and he's running down the neighborhood and he's been shot in the shoulder and he gets to a neighbor's house and starts knocking on the door and knocking, trying to get, you know, the person in there to come outside. It's nighttime, everybody's asleep. So hearing somebody banging on your door, I mean, this was back in the 80s. I know things were messed up back then, but who knows if it was as bad as it is now. But, you know, he's knocking on the door and the person that lived in that home in, that na- in the same neighborhood where Roger's house was that they were hanging out at. They come downstairs and they could see him, but they don't open the door. Instead, they call the police. The neighbor comes downstairs. He sees Murr and he calls the police. The police never show. They didn't They didn't show what? up. And the yeah, so that's why I think that maybe he... I'm sure he gave details or maybe he didn't. Maybe he couldn't see. I don't know the situation, but he called the police. They didn't come. So who knows what details he left out that they didn't show up. And he's he's peeking out the window and he sees these two guys come and they start dragging him away. Murr is trying to escape, but Rogers and Cox, like they're, you know, trying to pull him back. And the neighbor just goes to sleep. Like he just, all right, well, the guy's gone. I guess it's time for me to go back to bed. <laughs> and he could hear... He could hear Murr shouting, um, let go of me, and they're all yelling. So I'm sure everybody else in the neighborhood heard, but nobody did anything. So the next morning, you know, comes by, and that neighbor wakes up, and he goes to open his door, and on his screen door, blood. Just blood on the door. On his front porch, blood. So he calls the police again, and now they come. There's a trail of blood leading from the house, going down the street and the sidewalk towards towards Roger's house. Pero ya que? It's yeah, done? and they oh my God. and they see they see that it, it's obvious that I guess the way the blood patterns look that Murr was putting up a fight trying to escape. So after Rogers and Cox managed to drag him back to Roger's basement, they used an axe and a knife and they dismembered his body. Oh. So I read that they cut it into 13 pieces. So I don't know if that meant anything or maybe they just that's as far as they wanted to go. Um, So what they did is they, you know, they wrapped his body up in paper bags. They taped it up, um, separate her together. I, I don't know. And they went to the Brownlee Reservoir, which is near like bordering, you know, Idaho and Oregon. And they dumped him in there. Oh, my God. Yeah, so it took police, I think, um, a week or so to find him. And they, you know, yeah, to find Murr's body. Murr, like, murder. (laughs) Yeah, murder. (laughs) I walked right into that one. (laughs) No, I've been thinking, I was like, is that his name? Because, okay, like two, I think it was like two weeks ago. I was just thinking murder, but I couldn't remember where it was from. There's a, there's the a video that does that. Yeah. And I, just, I couldn't remember. So I think Gary and I spent like an hour trying to figure it out or he didn't know what I was talking about. He's like, yeah, I think I know, but he's probably trying to make me feel better. And I was like, I'm trying to find it. And then I finally found it. And then I was like, it was a vine. Yeah. It was a vine. Oh, murder. Yes, Judas, no. Yeah. <laughs> That. But it's funny that that's what his name is because when I was talking about like the frankincense and myrrh in my story, all I kept thinking was, I brought you frankincense. Thank you. And I brought you myrrh. Thank you. Murder. Judas. No. Yeah. <laughs> I remember My that. mind is not I didn't even place. think of that. That's okay. <laughs> yeah, my Preston myrrh. I'm just using Murr. his last name, myrrh. Okay. Yeah, M-U-R-R. Just, okay. So yes. Okay. Frank Murr. No, I'm just kidding. Preston Murr. <laughs> May he rest in peace. This is not a yes. joke. 
you know my condolences oh my God, no. to the family yes we we're not Nothing joking like about this it, just you know your mind trails but my condolences to Mur his family but yes they they ended up you know they caught them i don't i didn't look too much into the verdict but they did serve a life sentence so they were did go away but yeah so that happened there it happened in the basement and so the house was bought in the two in 2000 in the year 2000 since then because it's kind of in a college area it seems it's a very popular house that a lot of students rent out because it's mm-hmm. off-campus housing i'm sure it's affordable i mean with the history i don't think the owner's gonna really rack up the price on that house you know for rent so it's very popular with students um i think at some point i don't think it was a frat house but there was like frat boys in the house like living there and some people say that they never experienced anything there was only really like maybe one or two cases of somebody experiencing something there was some some people were saying that supposedly at one point they saw like blood in the walls but there wasn't blood there so it's kind of like that type of spirit activity i didn't really find that credible but there was one guy that said that him and his friends were hanging out there and they could hear somebody like like they heard they heard footsteps and they heard they sounded like somebody was in the house or somebody was trying to break in so they went outside he went outside to the front porch and there was nothing there and so i guess he walked out into the front yard just to make sure like that nobody was around and when he turned around and he's looking upstairs at one of the windows he saw like a black ball and it looked like oily and it was just there and he was like what the hell like what is that and it ended up going away so later on that same day he was in the front porch and they had a mirror there i thought that was interesting they had a mirror in their front porch and he saw the same like ball in the mirror and it started to get like bigger and bigger until it overtook the whole mirror like the ref- there was no reflection it was just black and then it came out and it went through him so yeah oh my God. and he was like he said that it just made it made him like scared but it wasn't Is it like ectoplasm that's what i thought or? of like i was like oh okay so oh my God. He, he didn't really say it. he was like it was freaky like it does make you know it makes me feel cold like when i think about it but that was it other than that after like that there was other families living there they said they never experienced anything but a lot of people do say that in that home they feel a very strong energy in the basement and they are afraid to go in the basement some people would even try to like lure people down there to scare them like ooh, you know and kind of freak them out but nobody ever wanted to go down there because they were like no like I feel some negative yeah like there's a negative energy down there I'm not trying to mess with it even though there's no activity in the house or you know known activity doesn't mean that I'm willing to mess with whatever's down in the basement yeah so it's paired you know it's paired with the soul of a person who was you know murdered plus this bad energy of these two men that murdered him like just imagine how much their feelings intensified when this when Murr escaped and they had to go after him like we have to finish the job like not only only did we shoot him now we have to finish the job and murder him all that energy seems to have stayed in the home and that's really what is going on there it's all energy based but nothing really like too creepy seems to have happened there yeah but it's better not to find out like you said how you know people suggest don't coax these spirits don't unless you're willing to deal with consequences if any it's better to just kind of let Uh them be and you can welcome them in your home but don't you don't have to interact with them or anything like that yeah (laughs) i got the chills 
poor guy. That's horrible. Yeah. Yes, it is. Like, I'm at a loss of words because I just, I don't understand how people can do that. I know. And it's like two on one. And it was the youngest one. It makes you think like, well, first of all, you're all friends. What are 30-something-year-olds doing hanging out with a 20-something-year-old? And not even late 20s, early 20s. 21. Was it premeditated? You know, were they trying to take advantage of him to then do something bad to him? Like, it's, it's very easy to think that maybe those two men were not good people. So they weren't who they yeah, said they now were. Yeah, now it leads you to believe like or to think Rogers, the owner of the home, what kind of person was he, you know, so who knows what other kind of things are in that house. But, you know, the chop chop house. I just I genuinely don't understand how people can do that. It's I think that's part of where my fascination with things like true crime and horror comes from because I like the feeling of being spooked and being scared, mm, you know, too. if I'm safe in my home. <laughs> yeah. But just the thought that someone is like someone can do something like that, it just it baffles me. I I genuinely don't understand nor do I yeah want because to we're understand. good people like we're not our minds are not like them and it just it and just my heart goes out to all the victims and their families mm-hmm. it's just it's heartbreaking like there's the new show on Netflix the um it's the new Jeffrey Dahmer one yes I just started Evan it Peters. I yeah, haven't started I, I'm it in yet the very beginning and I'm already like I want to turn this off because I don't I don't know and I've heard that it's it's made a lot of people uncomfortable so I'm like maybe I should watch it before Netflix decides maybe we should remove this which I hope they don't it's Ryan Murphy and I absolutely love everything he did with American Horror Story and you know it's gonna be good because Evan Peters just he's known for those type of roles after American Horror Story you know know that he has the potential to portray these characters or these this real person and i have heard that it's really good and that it does a really great job at depicting Dahmer as the monster that he was yeah I saw this thing on TikTok it's like oh why are we giving serial killers so much attention why are we doing all of this you know it's we shouldn't be focusing on them it's so negative this is why we should boycott the show and I'm thinking I'm like well it's one it sells it's people like true crime it sells it's gonna make money it's reason number one why people are making it but two it's just so many people don't understand the psyche of like a serial killer so it's fascinating to watch and it's absolutely horrific and I feel like if you just I mean same thing with like profilers and things like that if you don't study these cases or like if you study these cases it's gonna make it easier to profile and recognize it when they're happening because it's it's horrible it's absolutely horrific obviously I'm not gonna be profiling anyone but it's just it's interesting to watch from like (laughs) that was my my dream when I was a kid oh (laughs) when I was a kid that was my dream really I wanted to be a paranormal investigator as a kid oh wow yep oh which reminds me I what's it oh my god I was gonna what was it oh I don't remember it was like a name that I was like dude that would be so cool to have and it was a play on a word that has to do with paranormal stuff Oh, because I was looking up, I was looking up poltergeist. Oh, uh-huh. And I told Jazz, wouldn't it be so cool if a group of ghost hunters, like ghost hunter men, would, would be called poltergeist? <laughs> <laughs> poltergeist. Oh, my God. Yeah, I was like, I'm so smart. <laughs> oh, our, po- our podcast should have been poltergeist. Pol- culture gals oh that would be so cool doesn't have the same ring but no it's it is important to know these things now there's a difference between bringing attention to these things and idolizing these things like for example i i will never be able to understand and i don't ever want to understand 
how these people, like, what was his name? Richard, that serial killer. Richard Ramirez. Um, Night Stalker. There you go. I was going to say Martinez. <laughs> Richard Ramirez. How the hell did he find a woman and get married while he was locked up? I don't understand that. Like, romance. They always find somebody. Yes. I'm just like, so there's a difference between knowing about these things and knowing how twisted these people's minds are to idolizing them. Like, I mean, just in the first episode, in the first 20 minutes of, you know, the Jeffrey Dahmer one, he's at a bar and he's buying these guys drinks you know he's at a gay bar and he's buying them drinks and how many men walk up to women and say can i buy you a drink you know so it's like that's so normal so bringing light to these things and talking about it and having all these different because we've seen jeffrey dahmer over and over and you've heard it and you know like is it is it jeffrey dahmer the one where zach efron was in or was it a different one no it was somebody else it wasn't jeffrey dahmer it was no efron zach efron did um ted bundy um it was that there you go ted bundy yeah the one who did Dahmer before this was that one kid. He was in Disney Channel. He was a Disney Channel star. So then people were really surprised. Like, oh, can he play this role? It's such a dark role. And he did yes. really well. I remember him doing well. But it's, oh, I'm so, I really want to watch this new one because it's Ryan Murphy and Evan Peters. But I know it's going to be horrific. Yeah, it's, um, it's definitely, I'm, like I said, I'm 20 minutes in and I'm already like, oh my God okay don't turn it off don't don't lose don't disengage from the show like it's important to watch this so that you know i mean it could save it could save you because somebody could be nice to you and then it it makes you think like oh if a guy came up to you and was like can you help me with something i like to be nice to people and i like to help out yeah but now i think to myself well ted bundy used to do that Mm -hmm. why would a guy go and ask another woman for help especially if it has to do with lifting things Typically, a guy would ask another guy. Why the hell does he have any business asking a lady? Yeah. Oh. So it's like, that's... Real quick. It was my friend Dahmer, and it was Ross Lynch. Ah, yes. Yes, yes, yes. I was trying to find it. Yeah. And then it was... Well, the thing with um, Bundy was that people were like, oh, he was so charming. But people said, no, he was kind of creepy. But as women, we feel bad saying mm-hmm. no. And it's just one of, I've told Gary this. I'm like, I, yeah, I got to stop being nice. Like, I yeah. have to stop being Oh my nice God, what are we now? A true crime um, podcast? <laughs> <laughs> We're so true crime. We love it all. <laughs> there was another one where I don't remember his name, but he would, I don't remember if he was a serial killer or like a serial rapist or anything like that. But in the grocery store, he would find his victims at the grocery store and he would bump into women and if they said sorry to him he'd say oh yeah i'm gonna go after them because they apologized when it wasn't their fault so they're less likely to one put up a fight and less likely to press charges or pursue anything yeah and it's just horrific and horrible to think that like some people see women that way so i'm like no i'm i have major rbf and I give no fucks when I'm out and about. Yeah, so all these energies, um, just gotta be careful, you know? Yeah. It's okay to do what you do, but you always gotta take care of yourself because paranormal stuff doesn't just happen just to happen. It, it all manifests in one way or another. Whether somebody brought it up, whether somebody's energy caused it to manifest, everything has to be created from something. Mm-hmm. And anything, not all paranormal is negative, but there's some nasty stuff out there that, that will really like mess with you yeah agreed well all right 
I hope that you all enjoyed this episode. I know we kind of were... All over the place. All over the place, but... I think this one's going to be a little on the longer side. Yeah, that's okay. I liked your story today. I learned some new things, and it's very interesting. Thank you. I love telling this story just because it's... It's my favorite story. It's my story. You know what I mean? Comes to show that nothing big has to happen to you in order for it to be classified as supernatural. Yeah. Like you said. And your house doesn't have to be necessarily haunted. It can be spiritually active. Yeah. Very true. There's a difference. (laughs) Well. All right. If anyone has any suggestions or wants us to talk about anything specific or any comments on how we can improve because we're newbies. We're noobs here. Or stories. If you have any stories you would like for us to share yeah anything at all would love to hear it love to get all your feedback our email is spooky state of mind at gmail.com and then you can also find us on instagram spooky state of mind we'll post on there when we have a new episode on yes we'll post and new episodes every tuesday at 9 p.m central standard time and i think that's it i forgot you're in a different time Uh zone I was like, Central? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that's okay. Pacific Standard Time for California. Yeah, so 9 p.m. Central Standard Time, 7 p.m. Pacific Standard, and you can figure out the rest of the time zones wherever you are. Yes, yes. (laughs) Well, and as always, I hope you all have a wonderful day, a wonderful week, and until next time, stay spooky.